right, and welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm Connor. I'm here with my wingman, Carl Sein Jung. Uh, Calvin, as always. Hey, thanks for having me. And we got Katya with us again. Hello. And Kiefer's on as a special guest. We're doing part two of our compare and contrast of Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Uh, we're going to discuss these movies further. So let's get back to the third act, part A and part B. So we have the trench run, which uh, Kiefer and I talked prior to recording. It's such a ripoff. It's actually a better trench run than A New Hope, though. Yeah. It's a much more exciting, I think. It, but is it better than, uh, I don't actually remember, what's the um, what's the seventh movie title? Is it better than that? Who cares? Run? It was trash. <laughs> it was the same thing as A New uh, Hope. A, a New was, Awakening? It was shot. Yeah. Awakening? Yeah. Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Yeah. Shot for <laughs> shot A New Hope. It's so wild to me. Yeah. Like, we could have literally, there's this giant ass universe. I, I think remake it's. Remake one of the movies. Yeah. Kennedy's Awakening. What'd you say? Wait, what? The Kennedy's Awakening. It, it, it's, it's called Kathleen Kennedy's Awakening. Oh, okay, yeah, that's good. She's the producer. She's like in charge of a... Uh, uh, oh, oh yeah, she's like, the one that ruined all Star Wars. That's right. That's her name. Like she's yeah. in charge of the Star Wars studio. The oh. same way, Um, uh, what's his name? Who's in charge of Marvel? Um, I don't know. No, he's famous too. Uh, Kevin Feige. Yeah, Kevin Feige. So yeah, Kathleen Kennedy has like the same yeah. position in the Star Wars yeah. studio that Kevin Feige does in Marvel. But yes, uh, so let's get back to the two parts of Top Gun's ending. So yeah, I think it's a little weird. It's like split into two parts. I have expected when Maverick got shot, because they're not going to kill Maverick. They're absolutely not. I thought they were. Honest to God. Oh, this movie is not daring enough for, to do anything like that. Yeah, for a minute, I was another. like, oh my God. Yeah. This is it. This is it. I, I for for like a 30, 30 seconds or whatever, until you re- the whole time when it's uncertain, I believed it had happened. I was totally. They're not making another ma- uh, Top Gun with Tom Cruise. I I get that, no. but uh, not for a second did I yeah. think he was dead. I actually thought I was like Maverick's gonna pull up in a half busted F eighteen and be like, "Hello, aviators! I learned this old trick back in my days in Top Gun and just no. like flying half a jet." I was like, "There's no well, way they're killing so, this guy. So There's like, no way." Like and, ten so ten G's, right? Like. Imagine how much you weigh right now, and then multiply that by ten. I love how you like. Could you imagine weighing that much? Like, Like, I don't weigh eighteen hundred pounds. Like, it's it's insane the amount of stress that you would put on a body. And that airframe, if if the airframe is not rated for that amount of G's, and you go past it, you will rip the airframe apart. Like the rivets. It, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. No, the rivets care. Trust yeah. me. Oh, you yeah. plane together care <laughs> about the G's you're pulling there, guy. Like, you can't just be like, oh, no, it's the, it's the pilot, not the plane. That's oh, a, no, the yeah. plane cares. <laughs> that was, like, the biggest part I laughed at when they said that the second time. I was like, that's fucking bullshit. You're about to Just, like, picture, just, here's, like, a real-world example of how G's actually, like, will work, right? So, when we're going and doing like uh, gun patterns or whatever, like when I go and shoot the machine gun out of the side, like the door of the helicopter, we're going like 120 knots, right? Like 120 knots is like less than a fifth of the speed of sound, right? So like a fifth of a Mach, right? So super, super slow and compared, like compared to a jet. When we turn and climb while I'm standing in the door, like it's hard to stay standing up and we're only going 120 knots. Like I couldn't imagine what it would be like to go full throttle, pull all the way back on the stick, going like 600 knots. It's it's, yeah. it's insane. It's insane. The amount of, that's why these people are athletes is because of the amount of stress that the, you're, you're, they're like, 
like tensing and holding and puffing their their breath and it's it's so it's it's insane because yeah. they've got the stuff tense. That they have to go through that's real that is 100 percent real because they've got a tense right or their like organs will explode or something if, like, if like you fall don't apart. tense up your body your it lets the blood yeah. move wherever it wants to go yeah and it ends up going down to your legs if you're in a climb it goes down to your leg and that's why you pass out because yeah. the blood leaves your head and goes to your leg that's why they wear those special suits that help like tense up all oh. of the parts of your body for you is to help keep the blood yeah. where this compression it's stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Which, which is, yeah. is really cool, which I feel like you see this in this film. Like you see, you How see their faces being yeah. pulled back, which is, they is did a really, a really cool they did. Oh, they did a really good job. I, I saw something that was like, he does like 30 hours or something like that of flight time in, in these jets. Like, yeah, the, like the, the whole thing where they're like turning their head to keep it in line with the horizon. That's a real thing. Like, they did as much practical effect work in this movie as possible. It's not like the Hobbit crap where it's like 99% CGI. It was yeah. not like yeah. that. They put effort into making this as practical as possible. I will say on my drive home from the theater, every time I changed lanes, I was like whipping my head around, <laughs> checking behind me. I was like, I was a fighter pilot for five minutes on my drive home. It was great. You're like, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I'm going 55. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to distract. The, the only, like, the big things that I wanted to bring to the table here are like reality real world experience, yeah. this stuff. You know what Which I mean? Which is why we want to have you on. So it's, so it is it, out. has anyone ever gone Mach 10? Because I feel like it's only possible. So for I, I don't. Nine. I don't actually know. Like I, I was. I looked it up just now. So Mach 10 is the tip of hypersonic. It's seven thousand six hundred and seventy-three miles per hour. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like insane, fast. insanely fast. I, I, I don't know. Like the how fast jet, are space shuttles when they leave? They're like no th they're three G. Um, so, oh, okay. I looked that up. Let they're at like see. they're at like um, or they're at Mach three when they like take off. That the astronauts. Re uh, and then oh, and then re-entry like but... speeds are greater than Mach 25. Re-entry speeds are greater than 19,000 miles oh, wow. per hour. Okay, well, then Maverick is not the fastest yeah, man alive. Fast well, he would be the fastest are. one like there, I guess from I like guess. a powered jet. Yeah, sure. yeah. Well, I mean, sure. Same okay, anyway. so let's talk about the split where after um, Maverick has crashed and a rooster has crashed and we get a, a, what feels like a different movie. Yeah, it's well, like a behind wanna, enemy lines movie. I, I wanted to say, like, I really thought that he died there because what a perfect like they killed Goose in the first movie, so they're yeah. not they're not averse to killing main characters if yeah. it serves a purpose for the for the story, and that's the perfect. Um, but it, it adds such a finality to that character, someone who was so selfish and then finally understands it and takes one for the team to save somebody else and then dies, and then they have to grapple with that just like in the first movie. But I just, agree with you. I think I think he should have died. Yeah. I'm just saying I didn't believe for a second that he did. No. And probably probably the best scene in the movie is is that like him kind of sacrificing himself. Like I loved him flying up, and I don't yeah. I don't know what it is about countermeasures. <laughs> but they just like get me going. Yeah. I, every time they fired countermeasures in the movie, I was like, whoop, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the so did anybody else notice that they don't fire countermeasures at all in the first movie? And yeah. they fire them in the F-14 yeah. in the, the one? Yeah. I, I Googled it today. Yeah. The F-14 absolutely has countermeasures yeah. and they didn't once shoot countermeasures in the first movie. That's a lot more. CGI. Well, it's different in Top Gun. He spends most of his time inverted, so you don't need countermeasures. <laughs> yeah, and they're mostly only training. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what pocket 
Goose pulled a fucking Polaroid camera out of yeah. while he's flying. Okay, so it was Goose. I, I'm yeah, sorry, was I don't Goose. fly with a Polaroid camera in yeah. the helicopter just so I can take random pictures uh, dude, of things. I got so confused because I was like, did they just let go of the like wheel to take a picture? I was so confused about who was taking the photograph. It's so funny. It's like the best scene in that movie. Yeah. So, I, um, so about the whole thing with him dying, him should have dying. If he was going to die, then that would have totally gotten like negated all yeah. of the drama between him and Rooster building up to yeah. the point where he died. It would have completely negated that. So they would have had to restructure the like core yeah. conflict of the first two thirds of the movie totally. if they were going to let him die. Yeah, he couldn't have died without yeah. setup. And I agree. He couldn't have died with it, it the way already... that it was. It wouldn't have made any sense. So the they had to have thought... let him live, or they would have needed to make the core conflict resolve earlier. And then he could have died. That would have made more sense, but no. I still think. I, 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 think, I still think, I think he needed to die exactly there. The I I still think he needed to die there, and I was thinking that he was going to die because I was like, "This movie is stupid," but it can't be that stupid. And then it was that stupid. It <laughs> but if he a, had died, like the turmoil that Maverick had over Goose would have just transferred to Rooster. Yeah. Exactly. Feeling turmoil over Maverick and exactly. it wouldn't have resolved anything. The, it's the, not supposed the, to. The baton would have just changed hands. Exactly. exactly. And then you get then you get Top Gun 3 where it's Rooster yeah. dealing with Guys, all this it's stuff. It's the perfect but, setup but the, for the no, sequel. Then that's Mom, even worse. Mom that's even worse because be it's so going to end up being a copy and paste of Maverick and nobody wants to, like, people are going to get fed up with that the same way they got fed up with Star Wars doing the same crap, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but Star Wars has always done that. The prequels were the same thing, and then the se- then the sequels to the sequels were the same thing. I don't think the prequels. Oh, oh whatever. Like, I'm, <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. But that's the well, thing. They're so interested. They're so invested in this property, this idea of this universe that they don't really care. Like, they'll still be able to make back enough money. They're, until they're one of so them interested in it. It only took them 36 years to make a sequel. Yep, that makes sense. Exactly. But look at how much money it is making. Yeah. And it is like, like, look at how much money Top Gun made when it first came out. Look how much more this one is making, especially when nothing is making any money in and, the in the theaters And I think right that now. So, the reason so for Top- that is, and I'm I'm 100 sure you're going to disagree with me on this, is Maverick was per did did a perfect job of combining um, the nostalgia of the old one and bringing new stuff to the table for people new to this movie. They combined enough stuff and did the right things to make everybody happy and that's not something that i've seen in a movie in a very very long time like bringing nostalgia stuff into a pot and bringing new stuff into a pot and making fine cuisine out of it is not something that i've seen in a movie right like like blade runner tried doing that stuff right and like Blade I don't Runner think that that made everybody that happy. Really well. Yeah. Oh my God. Blade Runner is like the perfect. It's everything. Blade Runner twenty forty nine <laughs> is everything that Blade Runner wishes it was, and then you know even what better. But that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I, I think, think that the... this movie did a perfect job of combining the nostalgia and the and stuff that people in a, in a younger generation yeah. can relate to and care about, and made it fun for everybody. And that's not something that I've seen in a movie in a very long time. Yeah. yeah, so Kiefer and I talked about this before we recorded. We were comparing it to like Jurassic Park and Jurassic World, where it, it they feel like the same thing, but it doesn't really put you in the same mood. So it, it brought it brought everybody together. It gave everybody something they could enjoy. It didn't leave anybody out on the outskirts. You know what I mean? It didn't leave anybody out. Everybody can enjoy this movie, whether you knew about the first movie or didn't. 
everybody's going to enjoy this movie. Like everybody yeah. could have fun watching this movie. Which you said that, and I agree with you on that. I think this movie does a really good job of pulling people in and making them feel nostalgic about the first one. I also, this is what I told you. I was like, Calvin's going to say that's lazy filmmaking. You relied on but, all the and, power and, and that and your so previous the moment you film said that, had. It's like nobody's coming to watch Top Gun Maverick because they want to see in-depth storytelling. Everybody's going to go and watch Top Gun Maverick because they want to see dogfights. They want to yeah. see jets flying around yeah. doing crazy shit. Like that's that's, that's what why I mean. everybody comes and sees Top Gun. That's, so and even that's if what I was nostalgia expecting. bait is lazy writing, that shouldn't. That's not going to matter to anybody who cares because that's not why they're coming to see it. Yeah, but they spend so much time on it. I don't care about it, and yet I got so bored out of this, out of these stories. Like, like the 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 idea that Goose died, coming to this not having seen the original Top Gun, is like, what is this dumbass montage doing in the middle of this scene? Um, when like like you, when he like goes and plays piano, right? Yeah, when he's playing like that whole setup was so so stupid. Yeah. yeah, it could have happened organically, but it's like they had to shoehorn in this um this montage to like, hey everybody, just so you know, Goose dies, and like that's there's an organic way to bring that in without having to be like, hey, did you know that there's an, another movie that this happened? Um, it spends so much time hoping you remember how sad you were when Goose died that it doesn't actually establish the fact that it's sad that Goose died. I thought it, I thought that part felt really out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It was like they were, it's, it felt like they thought the audience was so dumb that you couldn't just hear great balls of fire and remember the scene like yeah. the iconic scene from the original movie it, they had to play they had to play like those flashback scenes and it felt so out of place to me it, it made me feel like yeah you, you think your audience won't get it so we need to add these clips in to let you know you could have just had him playing the song kind of fade out the music um that rooster's playing and then fade in sad music and just have tom cruise look sad and that says everything you need you yeah. don't need the flashback at all it felt like they just were really like hey we need to drive home that this is a sequel to Top Gun. Yeah, and, and that's why everybody's weird. here. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing is I don't think that, I don't think this has a lot of stuff for new people. I think this ha- is entirely driven by people that saw either, like the, the, there's a cynical way of looking at this movie that it is just a cheap remake. And then there is a very real, powerful, emotional thing like, oh, I remember seeing this and being like, the planes are awesome. I saw this with my dad. He loves it. And there's this idea of like seeing like an old guy still, you know, who still got it. It's totally a myth, mythical movie. It's not realistic at all, but it's to give you that, that, um, you know, like you are the passenger to someone who's still great. Like all of that stuff is very real, but they just do it in such a, a cheap package. Like they redid the idea of uh, him flirting with uh, the, the flight instructor. You know, they had a uh, hangman throw him out of the bar and then he was sitting in the exact same seat when uh, Maverick walks in to let them know he's their new instructor. They just, they just literally shot for shot did things that already happened in the first movie. And that's lazy. There's no, there's nothing organic about it. Like, I think that there are, there are better ways of having fused the two of nostalgia and new material than what this movie really did right so what does it mean then when those shot for shot like remakes of the first one into the second one cause the entire theater to laugh what does that mean i think it means that the director and the producer and the screenwriter 
executed exactly what they wanted. They want they want people to feel something. Yeah. No, no, no. Because but, but does they, that mean that the people enjoyed it? Does that mean that the people in watching the movie enjoyed it? Does that mean that they liked it? So here's what I would say is um, I would say that they like it. But what makes a good movie uh, versus a bad movie is a good movie is um, someone who's tra- trying to create something, a feeling within themselves. And then it's an idea of a subject. And then there are interpretations on top of that. A bad movie is uh, a director who says, I want, like, what are they going to want? Or, you know, let me try and create the best, the best version of something that, that I think that they want. And that's not creative. That's not but interesting. That is, so, so that is why everyone's like, what exactly. would you say? So I, that's why it's bad because they're, sorry, you're like, sorry. I don't need to use anything new. I don't need even need to create anything. I can just be like, or you remember Top Gun? Let me turn down the saturation and the homoerotic eroticism <laughs> and give you the same it. thing. There's like, why do we need that when we can have real interesting stories? Why not, why not at least create a sequel that's not even about the same person and yet move away from all of those older shots that are, are the same from the first movie. There's a way of capturing magic that isn't recreating it in its exact form. And I, I and obviously like good you, movie, good movie is going to be subjective. Mm-hmm. What is a good that, movie to you is yeah, going to be good. A to, good movie versus yeah. a bad movie is going to be different for yeah. everybody. Yeah, so totally. this is a, so this is a like, good that's like saying it, just because I like, I like craft Mac and cheese and you like, Velveeta mac and cheese. One is a more genuine like effort to make mac and cheese. That doesn't make feel like one better than the other. It's all subjective. <laughs> yeah, but th- no, yeah, I get what you're saying. It, it like good is is always just going to be in the eye of the beholder. But I think there's a difference between a movie like this that is not trying to be creative. And, a, and something like uh, we watched uh, We're All Going to the World's Fair not too long ago. That's a creative new kind of movie that I've never seen before. Yeah, it's not in yeah. subject, it's in form. Yeah. In, in that way, Maverick is not creative or interesting in, in form or subject. There's a way that you can say, like, I want to tell a story about Maverick. And that isn't necessarily creative. But if you do it in an interesting way and there's creativity with the form of it, different angles, different types types of feeling all of that stuff that i can i can live with like that like blade runner 2049 so um, i guess you but you, you still don't really answer my question though like when the entire movie theater erupts in laughter over a scene that was copied and pasted from the first movie doesn't that mean that that scene belongs in the second movie doesn't that mean that everybody is okay with it and liked it so being in the second movie we're really talking about two different things um I, I understand what you're saying. Like the the thing is, is that that was the whole express goal of like I'm going to be uncreative in form, uncreative in subject because I know people will like this. That doesn't make it good, but it makes the reception uh, tolerable. It's why I, it's have like this. It's like a 99 positive but, but, rating. I mean, everybody. Yeah. If the reception everybody is likes tolerable this movie, by the people who are giving you money, it. isn't that the idea? I think there's a difference between being the, the people cynical. who give you money. Yeah. That's like the cynical part. This is entirely a commercial enterprise then. It's not a creative work. It's not it's not art at all. Even though it's an art form, it is entirely expressly a money grab and that is not interesting if that is your only point of making a movie. And I think there's a big difference between a movie that's entertaining and a movie that's good. This movie is absolutely entertaining. Yeah. yeah. It it absolutely is. But it's not it, like Calvin said, it's not creative. And, and it just depends on what you want to see in a movie. And I think I think uh, what this podcast it is... It really depends it, yeah. on what you want to see in a movie. Yeah. That is exactly it. But it doesn't need to be yeah. both. 
what this podcast has started to lean more towards is like, what is, what is something that's creative? What's something that's original? And I'll be straight up honest. I pretty much forced Calvin to watch this movie because I, <laughs> I love the first one and I knew the new one was coming out and we've watched so many kind of avant-garde and international films and these really original ones. And I, I took, was like, I took Katya to a nap last night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and, I, and, and I just, I wanted to watch a dumb popcorn movie that I knew I was going to be nostalgic about. And so for that time in my life, for right now, I wanted to watch a dumb movie and I loved it and I had got a lot out of it. I still think it's not a good movie. <laughs> I think it's a very entertaining movie though. And yeah. so, so for an audience to erupt in, in, in laughter or have emotion for it is not wrong. Like no one's wrong for liking this. Yeah. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's not memories. Creative. It's memories of their original experience. Right. Which is totally valid, totally cool, shitty art. That's yeah, the difference. Like, That's the could, difference. Yeah. yeah. I think it could, it could be both. It's like, it could, it, it be, could be exactly both if you wanted to, but they but don't like, need yeah, it coming, to be both. Yeah, exactly. Coming, just coming from my background in terms of like making films. Like I understand, um, like if someone likes it, you know, that's not, it's not, it's not a knock against them. Uh, my criticism is with the creators themselves being like, you have all of this money, all of this, you're very talented at what you do and you you couldn't think of a single yeah. original idea. And I think idea. that's like, and that's, I think that's also the shout out. It's like, hey, look at this. This here's some. I think it's kind of a good transition to here. Here's something you loved. Here's some like scene for scene stuff again because it's been so long since it came out. And that's why I think this would be a good springboard for another one that could do something creative. Yeah, because if this it's is like, the hey, springboard for check it out. Yeah, like, if this is the the this is springboard what you love. for uh, like Glenn Powell, which is probably going to be Miles Teller, which is stupid. I want to see more Glenn Powell. Um, <laughs> then it's not yeah. going to happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Bring back the stuff, yeah. Though. Bring back the homoeroticism between oh Hangman yes. and Rooster, and, and then we got cock, a movie, and it'd be cocks are flying. <laughs> Shut up. Katya described the next movie. I think you're like, uh, let's do let's do Jets in space. <laughs> let's go. I feel like that's a, where it's gonna go. Like, I mean, jets, that's the natural the progression like, of this. How of many this miles is it to the moon? Because then we could figure out how long it'd take to get there. Miles to the moon from Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you would actually launch... It's only a thousand miles to the moon. That's not true. It That's says it right true. here. <laughs> I'm just... It's much further than that. That's absolutely not true. <laughs> it's two, it's, it's 226,000. Okay. There you go. <laughs> so what's that, what's that divided by 7,000? Like, we could get there. We could get there. We've gotten there. We've been... They could slingshot. No, I mean, like, in a jet. He could get there in his Mach 10 slingshot, come back to Earth. I don't think it's pressurized or rated for that. It, but it could be. Um, so I did look up what a fifth generation fighter was and mm. I got a couple I got uh, it. pictures. It's, the, it's a Russian jet. The, the aircraft looks, yeah, looks most like, huh? The Sukhoi Su-57 is the jet the they Su-57, use. Yeah, the Su-57 is what it looks that's probably most what it like is. to me. That's, that's what they um, say. Goes like, yeah. 2,100 kilometers per hour, which is like Mach 2 or 3. One of the other problems I have with that is like they were always a minute away. They were always two minutes away. It's like these things are traveling. It's like they were doing a weird like circling pattern. 1,500 like miles an hour, and they're they were like... always two minutes away. Like that's not how that works. That that shouldn't have been a thing. I like they should have been the... engaged a long time ago. The pilots were um, like, hold on. We got to wait for the climax of the movie. Just keep in a circling pattern. Like, we got to wait for the climax. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I looked up to was the caliber, the caliber of bullet that behind that helicopter is what it most resembles to me is a Hein, it's a Russian helicopter. Um, it shoots a 23 millimeter bullet, 
um, anything bigger than a 20 millimeter bullet is considered a cannon. Yeah. Um, it would have torn these, through th- that log, those right? Bullets, those bullets are bigger than a 50 caliber bullet, which yeah. is bigger than like the spread of my hand from thumb to pinky. So these 23 millimeter bullets would have ripped through yeah. that log that he jumped behind and torn him apart. I literally I was, put, that was I put what my I was hands thinking. I was like, no, nah, that, that's not a real thing. Yeah. That log's not going to save him. I put my hands on my head and I was like, I've shot a 50 cal. I would go right through that fucking thing. Like, there's, <laughs> yeah, no, there's no way, way. he lived. There's no way. Like, there's no way. It just, but I don't <laughs> care. But I don't care. Uh, it doesn't really matter to me. <laughs> no, there's so much stuff that, and Calvin, you don't know this, that Keeper and I talked about before, but we like skipped on. We were like, we were talking about ribbons. So like every admiral shot expert on pistol yeah. and rifle, but none of the lieutenants even have a pistol ribbon. Like they just qualled on it. They didn't even get high enough score to get a ribbon. I was like, come on, they would have had that. There's one guy who has a, a nam ahead of a com. So like every I, well, ribbon is the, like ranked. They look similar. So I, I don't know. If, I saw I, the orange. It was a close up right on his chest oh, okay. and I looked at it right okay. away. And then another thing is one of the admirals, what's his name? Uh, the admiral at the very beginning. Oh, Kane. Yeah, he has like a two-star comm, and there's a lieutenant who has a three-star comm. I was like, there's no way. There's no fucking way. An admiral has more than a two-star comm. No, that, that's not necessarily true at all. Like, like for example, I have three stars on my NAM, right? There's, there's chiefs and senior chiefs that only have like two stars on a NAM. Like, it's totally possible yeah, but that these somebody are, they, senior they're lieutenants. You, has who don't have fewer like, of those awards. I, I'm just saying, it seemed weird. and uh, it's, only... it's unlikely, but it's completely, it's totally possible yeah. is all I'm saying. I just thought it was funny, all these admirals shot E, and none of the lieutenants even have a ribbon. All right, so since we've kind of gotten away from the, the narrative and the film itself, I kind of want to jump into the directors a little more. So I talked about Tony Scott. He directed Hunger before he directed Top Gun, and he said the reason that he got the job to direct Top Gun, because Hunger is like this kind of really dark movie. Yeah. And he said that he directed a Saab commercial, like, you know, the Swedish vehicle. <laughs> um, Saab also makes the jets, or at the time made the jets for the Swedish military. And so the commercial is a, a car kind of racing with a jet taking off behind it. And he thinks that the reason he got the job for Top Gun is because he filmed that commercial and he, he was able to capture a jet in camera. <laughs> and that's how he got the job, <laughs> which funny. I think is great. Yeah, and if he could do it. And then I want to talk about Joseph Kaczynski, who directed uh, Top Gun Maverick. Uh, he had previously done uh, Tron and Oblivion, which is another Tom Cruise vehicle. And the thing he directed right before Top Gun Maverick was Taco Bell Web of Fries, <laughs> <laughs> which is a conspiracy a movie where... A man investigates why Taco Bell doesn't sell fries. <laughs> <laughs> a conspiracy film. And so that was his launching pad. Not Mexican. <laughs> into a $170 million uh, sequel for Top Gun. I thought it was fascinating. So I think the two directors have a really interesting story to even get them into this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Oblivion, I thought was a good uh, you, movie. Didn't see Oblivion. You know, I thought what's hilarious was in the intro credits, um, Lady Gaga is credited for the music right next to Hans Zimmer. Yeah. yeah. Well, they com- so they compose. This is Lady Gaga's first like composer credit cuz she did help compose like well, hold my hand or whatever song. And that's that's like so crazy. Like yeah. Aaron and I went and saw Hans Zimmer in Paris a few yeah. weeks, like a month ago and I couldn't imagine Lady Gaga up there with him doing like yeah. the theme of this movie. It would just be absurd to see her up there with him. <laughs> that makes that makes so much more sense to me. Joseph Kaczynski just directed a music video for lady gaga too 
Mm. Uh, I think in like 2018. So, so they have a connection. Oh, that fun fact too. The the plane that he's working on on the beginning, it has like an LG on the side, and they think that's like Lady Gaga. Oh, okay. Shout out. Oh, okay. And other random note, they fixed. Wait, it. on the tail? Yeah, I think so, or something. You know, like he's fixing. Apparently, all you need to fix a plane with is is a wrench, and he's doing a lot of wrenching around on the plane. I love when the, he's the doing ratchet. a wrench, and then yeah, the, the, wrench the LG comes up and taps him, is, and now he's doing um, the wrench. Those, like, are, those <laughs> are like real things. Every yeah. aircraft in the military has those two letters, and oh, the gotcha. first one designates what um, fleet you're in, whether you're in the Atlantic fleet or the Pacific fleet, and then the second one. Um, I'd have to look it up. It like is specific to like your squadron or something like that. But those are those are specific things based on like what coast you're on and what squadron you're at. Well, but this it, is why we this have one you on, yeah. Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lady Gaga squadron. Yeah. No, I think I think Keeper debunked say? the Lady Gaga thing. I think I think that's a good explanation. Yeah, the, the L the the first the squadron is Lady and the other part is Gaga. <laughs> it's Gaga. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> Random fact: They fixed the typo. That's what this, I was going to say. Oh, That's yeah. why I, I kept waiting for you, but you kept saying something else each oh, time. Oh, because I thought it was too, like, off <laughs> Well, because you said the intro. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, no, on the intro, like, they fixed, because they had the same text. And in the first one, it's like, uh, they add them to insure with an I. Like, they want to insure the pilots. And then it, they really mean ensure, which they changed in the second one. Like, they have the right word. I didn't even know. Because in the first one, it says they insure them, like, with insurance. And in the second one, it says they, you know, ensure their success oh okay so anyway they fixed that so i'm a big fan that's like a pivotal moment in the movie so i'm glad you brought it up i mean it has to be it's, it's the, the beginning the first, the first shot <laughs> so anyway i mean sorry. is star wars without star wars without the title crawl you know it's funny that you bring up star wars because jerry <laughs> is it <laughs> so jerry bruckheimer who i said was the producer on both these films the reason he got the idea for top gun is he saw an article in california magazine you know just titled top gun and he described it to the studio. He said it's Star Wars, but on Earth. Hmm. Yeah. And that's kind of how that was like kind of the launching pad to get Top Gun started. But also Friday Night Lights. Yeah. No, you're <laughs> so right. Or is it Friday Night Lights in space? Is Star Wars? No. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think we're getting ready to wrap this up. All right. So we're getting ready to wrap this one up. Uh, let's give our ratings on like each movie individually. And then I think like it'd be good as an experience as a whole, like, piecing these two movies together how do you feel about them how cohesive are they and how do you feel about the uh, extension of maverick's story how do these movies work together but first off uh, calvin what do you think of top gun top gun maverick and then as a whole so top gun is not a good movie it's an average movie it's great in comparison to maverick though um so it's when you say like as a, an experience as whole it's kind of hard to I think one bring one boosts the other and the other brings the other down. Yeah, I would put I'd put Top Gun at a very high 5.8. Wow, okay, yeah. that's lower than I thought. All right. Yeah, well it's not good. Well that makes <laughs> you, that makes me worried about what your score for Maverick is. <laughs> I was like, I mean, I spent most of the the movie with either my hand in the air or my eyes rolling. So like, <laughs> Katya was laughing harder at me like and my movements yes. than in yeah. the movie. It, there was no steepling of hands, I think. When you steeple your hands, that means you find it like engaging. And his mouth was closed yes. the whole time. There yeah, was no, that's so, no, no That was my entire experience in a the theater yesterday was my hand steepled. So that's really funny <laughs> that you can know that. 
honestly, it's, yeah. a, it's a universal <laughs> it's expression a universal of enjoyment. Feeling. Yes, I am quivering in t- with anticipation, so I must hold my fingers together. I almost sat forward in my chair yesterday because <laughs> I was so into it. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, I think a lot of people did, and I think that's why it'd be cool to see it in IMAX or something. Yeah, All right. So, so you're at like a five for yeah, Top yeah, Gun. Five, what do you think of Top five, Gun Maverick? Many, Top Gun Maverick is just. There's no charm. There's no fun. I want more fun, less story. It doesn't understand what 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 it came what came before it. It's it's a pretty solid one point set. Oh wow! Wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> it is down there with um, Ready Player One because structurally, who gives a shit about how you made this story? I want right. like you are just playing on the fact that I've seen these things before. And not because it's interesting or good or there's real emotion. It's right. just it's just hoping that you remember things that meant something to you. <laughs> All right, so let's boost it up with a uh, keeper. What everybody is, else? Yeah. <laughs> keeper, what is your take on Top Gun? And then tell us what your take on Top Gun Maverick is. Uh, on, um, a scale of, on a scale of no, I I have always liked the first Top Gun. Like it's always been one of like the um, the really good like '80s '90s action movies in my mind. You know, like up there with like predator and under siege and die hard like those like really good action movies like back in the day that we just don't really get anymore um it was new because there hadn't been like a jet movie like that in a long time right like one that the navy was able to participate in it was a huge like promotion thing for recruiting in the navy no i i i thought it was a lot of fun i love like the sound of the jets anytime there's jets flying around the sounds of it, it's always just like really gets me going so i no i think the first one's probably like a seven or an eight just because there's probably like, I don't know, there's a little more romance in there than there needs to be. Like I could have done without that, I guess. You know, um, actually the romance was kind of added in. They did a screening and critics were critical of there being no romance. So, you know, the scene where uh, Tom mm-hmm. Cruise gets in the elevator. Yeah. And, you know, he's yeah. so he's got his hair wetted down because he's filming a different movie. This is a pickup shot after they've already completed shooting. So his hair's wetted down because he has a different haircut. And Kelly McGillis is wearing a hat because she was filming a new movie, too. And she had cut a bunch of her hair off. And I always felt like that scene was so out of place because I was like, why is she wearing a hat? She's never worn a hat the rest of the movie. And that was a pickup shot they did uh, in between filming for her movie and Tom Cruise's new movie. And then actually the love scene where you know it's all like that that blue and it's backlit and they're silhouetted that was filmed in like one hour hmm. in between shots that tom cruise had to do for the other movie he was working on gotcha so that was added in well, too uh, it's yeah. really out of place because he's sweaty in an office building that she's working in yeah well he just got out of the shower and part of the other reason is uh tony scott he was like we got tom cruise no, we gotta he get needs him. another shower yeah. that, that's that's pre-shower tom cruise in yeah. the elevator she legit says looks like you need another shower yeah you look like you need another shower and I, that's exactly what i thought of this morning when i was watching it again i was like that's that's pre-shower so why is he sweaty in this office building that she's working in it, it's also like really absurd to me too the idea that they're gonna have some civilian who has never flown a jet never been in a dogfight come and try to like critique these pilots on it simply out of like book knowledge and analysis knowledge like that's that's absurd to me like looking at it now like that's that's crazy to me that's like like giving somebody in a gas station a natops of my aircraft have him study it and then come and try to teach me how to fly like that doesn't make any sense and that's exactly what she is i don't know why they would have made her character a civilian with no actual experience go and teach 
the quote-unquote best pilots on the planet. That doesn't make any sense to me. Another fun fact, she was originally supposed to be an enlisted expert, and the uh, base CO said that you can't have that because that's fraternization. So they rewrote the character to be a civilian after that. Huh. Weird. Well, that's fraternization also. Any unduly, fami- <laughs> yeah, I guess, any I unduly so. <laughs> familiar relationship that disorder that yeah. disrupts good order and conduct is fraternization. doesn't matter what your rank is. All right, a little bit of a tangent. On a scale of Mach 1 to Mach 10, what do you put Top Gun and what do you put Top Gun Maverick at? I, I, I thought Top Gun was like an 8. I thought that Maverick, I loved it. Like, it's one of the best movies I've... I, I had the most fun watching that movie than I have in a very, very long time. Like, I loved it. It's probably going to be one of my, like, top five best movies i've ever watched it was just so much fun to watch like regardless of how contrived it was or how they like borrowed stuff or goodwill from the first movie like that didn't matter to me because i went into the movie expecting stuff like that like i expected them to play off of the goodwill from the first one and 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 they did of course they did but i was expecting it already anyway so it didn't even bother me you know like it was i don't know the the fights were good like some of the maneuvers that they have those jets doing is also just in it's incredibly insane to to like uh, to just watch hunks of you know 30,000 50,000 pound hunks of metal doing things like that it is just i thought it was a blast to watch like some of the story things are kind of silly like hangman's kind of a pointless character jennifer Connelly is kind of a pointless pointless character like we don't need that we didn't need that nobody really wanted that everybody we need wants, more wants a bunch of dog fights more and jets. explosions nobody <laughs> cares jets. about that so some of that stuff could have gone away but it was still like all of that notwithstanding all of the the good like action parts i thought were were awesome the funny parts were awesome like people in the theater were laughing constantly like the jokes were landing every time anytime there was something that was funny everybody was laughing. It's not like there was a joke that landed that was ever flat. Like the entire theater didn't laugh. Like they just, they didn't get it. Like I thought it was awesome. It was, it was a blast. The the moment that they're, they're like crouching and like crawling with the binoculars and he sees that one F-18 in the hangar or the F-14 in the hangar. I was like, there's no way he's going to steal that thing. He's going to steal that thing. Like I said that out loud. I was like, he's going to steal that F-14. And he sh- and, and like he did like, like I said that out loud. The lady next moment, to me was like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he is. He definitely is." You know what I mean? Like, it was an experience. It was fun because it was an experience that everybody in the theater had together, and everybody reacted the exact same way. And I think that that probably amplifies why I think this was such a good movie is because everybody reacted the same way, and they reacted positively towards it. Like that helped the whole idea that it was a good movie. Because everybody reacted positively towards it that I was watching it with. A bunch of strangers watched it so, together and we all loved it. What do you rank it though? Like ten. Oh no, it's it's easily one of my top five like favorite movies. Like it's so it's so good. Like I wanna watch it again. Like the moment that I can watch it again on the TV, I'm gonna watch it again. So question for you. When was the last time you saw the original Top Gun? I made him watch it, it yesterday. Okay. He, he I watched was it like, twice. I watched it twice. I watched I watched it last night and I watched it again this morning. So I got was... a little drunk last night. I got it a little drunk last <laughs> night. So I watched it again this morning just to make sure that I didn't miss anything. I gave him a hard time. Well, you he missed like, all of the throbbing dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I gave him a hard time because I was like, he was like, no, I, he's like, I've seen Top Gun. It's fine. I was like, you gotta watch it again. We're doing a podcast. You gotta watch <laughs> it again. So, so, so one of the things that I wanted to bring up too about like I didn't really get to like bring it up a while ago was some of the stuff that they brought in for the new people was like 
that movie was made so long ago that there's 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 25-year-olds now that have never seen it just because it's so old, right? So, like, when I was teaching students a couple years ago in Pensacola, we do, like, Jeopardy or whatever where you're, like, it's, like, a little quiz game. And I have, like, a miscellaneous section, and I ask questions about movies. And one of the questions is about Top Gun, and none of the students can answer it because it's just so old. You know what I mean? So it's, like, Totally what, was the, what was the question you asked? Got, Maybe we get it right. I just like what what is Tom Cruise's call sign in Top Gun oh, or something well, like that. Like it doesn't matter because they've never seen the movie. Yeah, you know okay. what I mean? So it doesn't really matter. Like that that was the point that I was trying to make is like that the generation between people who have seen it and have not seen it, like there's like fifty fifty of the population at this point who are able to go and see the sequel. You know what I mean? All right, so we're going from a ten out of ten. He's go. Keeper's going mock ten. Katya, what do you think? What do you think of these two movies? Yeah, I'm gonna totally just rate them on experience too, because I just don't really know another way to rate them. So I I enjoyed watching Top Gun original more than this one. Um, Did you watch the first one before the second one? I watched like thirty minutes of it, and then I had to leave and watch the second one. I wonder how I different this afterwards. movie plays if you've seen the first one first. I, that, and, and, that, and that's kind of like what yeah. I was thinking. Like, if I read The Two Towers before I read The Fellowship, would I think that The Fellowship was a bad book? Well, so I actually liked Top Gun Original more because I'd seen Maverick first. Because I think Maverick does do, at least it, like, gives some implied character development and things are a little fleshed out. So, like, when I watched the first one, I didn't have as much of a problem with Tom Cruise really not saying or doing anything. So I could, because I had already seen him, like, develop. So I think actually seeing the second one first helped me a lot to like the first one. The only thing it made me dislike about the first one was that Goose died during, like, a training accident. I was like, what? There's, like, no stakes in this movie, and he just died, like, in training because (laughs) Tom Cruise was impatient or whatever, and that didn't make any sense to me. So it made the second one seem way cooler that there was, like, a mission and a reason. So that got more exciting to me, so... I'm going to rate them both at like a six. Across the board? That's not bad. Across the board. That's not a bad as, way to Because I kind of, yeah, I mean like, because there was a lot about the first one I liked and a lot about the second one that I liked. But for me, like, the more jet noises there are, the deeper I push my earplugs in. So yeah. I definitely watch the second one with earplugs. I get super overstimulated. So I prefer having downtime. I didn't like how it was like, boom, 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 all the stuff happening. I like having da- more down moments. But the down moments in Maverick were just weren't very enjoyable. Very, very low. Yeah, and I, I, yeah, I thought that yeah. Maverick forgot about planes for like forty-five minutes, in and I was upset <laughs> <laughs> that I wasn't hearing jet sounds anymore. See, boy thing, and again, like you're saying, like moving thirty thousand pounds or whatever. Like I have no reference for that, so I'm just like, these just look like toys moving around. And it's not as exciting for me. Well, in the first movie, they are essentially toys. Like they bought off the shelf <laughs> models of oh, F-14s yeah. for the first movie. They also built their own for some of the bigger shots to give yeah. more detail. But some of the shots are, they, they said they're literally models they bought off the shelf. That's amazing. Which is, a, which is so cool to me. Uh, and it's, it's kind of a little bit of the charm that the new movie lost. But I will give my final thoughts. Like I said, this movie is fantastic. It's stupid. And it's schlocky, and I just loved it. And it and it it totally preyed on my love of nostalgia. It absolutely did it like with in spades. It it totally took me for a ride that I expected it to, and I knew it was going to take advantage of my love for the original. And I'm just glad it did it in a at least a mostly entertaining way. But I would definitely put Top Gun at like an eight, 
and Top Gun Maverick at a five. I think they are so far apart in how interesting the characters are and how Goose is awesome. Yeah, Goose is great. Iceman's great. Uh, and like, and, and even though Maverick, I think, is, is like he's like the villain of his own movie in the first one. Mm-hmm. And at least he gets some redemption in this new one. But I totally agree that it, it felt like he didn't move on from the first movie, even though the first movie had a really good closeout. So in that sense, I, I don't love this movie because it's not a especially good continuation of the Maverick character. Uh, but I but I still had a lot of fun with it. I'm not gonna lie. I I I whooped, and I laughed, and I had fun. And I'm not I'm not afraid to say that I didn't have fun in a blockbuster movie. I also had a, a lot of really emotional and great experiences in the indie movies we watched. And it was nice to get a little break and let let me just watch a dumb movie for a minute <laughs> and have fun with the dumb movie because we've watched a lot of really thought provoking and cerebral films lately. And I'm really glad that you guys joined me. Especially Calvin, because I know he hates this movie. <laughs> he yeah. hated that I forced take, you to watch this. Take me to Dune again. That was your idea. <laughs> I loved it. I had. I knew that this was not going to be a Dune. I but... know. It was like pulling teeth. That I remember like trying to convince you. I was like, I love it. I'm hype about it. It's American propaganda at its finest. <laughs> and I loved it. So, so I had a good time. I, I'll say that Calvin really made me go see a really long movie last night. Was only, I liked it Top Gun and more than that. It was two hours and 15 minutes. This is because you fell this asleep. This movie is two hours and 15 minutes. Yeah, they were the same amount of time. And they yeah. both felt equally as long. Okay, but, but when I fell, fell asleep during. You fell asleep during the only five minutes where it explains everything in the entire movie. So that's why you don't think that it was, like you didn't enjoy See, it. that's why I like Top Gun because you didn't, it, it didn't matter if you fell asleep for five minutes. You weren't going to miss an explanation. Um, I remember, I remember the point I was making about people being like too young to see the original was you guys were talking about the um uh some of like the flashback scenes is they those things like needed to be there in order for it to make any sense why rooster was playing the song that he was playing and why that made maverick feel the way that he felt like because they wouldn't know because they'd never seen the first one there's half the population yeah. who saw the well, movie see the first one it was on the Netflix. first one he could like, also just play a different song or something yeah. i i get it i think like initially when i watched it, i was like oh it was really helpful to have those like scenes in there um some of them i didn't like some of them i was like i don't know why they had that there but then i watched the first one and, I was, and if i had seen the first one i would be really annoyed that they had such straight flashbacks in the thank you one. that's that's sure yeah yeah i guess my, my whole thing was like that's the only reason why they're there is because half the population hasn't seen the first one. So they've got to at least give them 14 seconds worth of an explanation as to why what's happening is happening is all. Yeah. yeah. But if you make it about hangman, then you don't need to include <laughs> okay. those. All right, let's move on. <laughs> all right. With that, we're going to close this one out. I want to thank my uh, wingman, uh, Carl Sein Jung, uh, Calvin for being on here. Carl and thank Sein. you. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been saying Carl Sein. <laughs> I thought you've been saying that. I thought you said Carl, that on purpose. Carl Hold Sein on. I should have said, said that on purpose. <laughs> No, you did. You did. You said it at the beginning, like that's Carl's line. Yeah, yeah. Claim it. Claim it. All right, and then I want to thank Katya for being on, as always. Thank you. And Kiefer, thank you for being a guest. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, and you can find our podcast on uh, any platform like Spotify or Apple Music. We also upload all these to YouTube. So go ahead and find our channel, leave a comment, tell us what we're doing well, tell us what we're doing wrong, and thank you for listening to. Now this is podcasting. <laughs> <laughs>